Welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. What is going on, nerds? What up? This is the Comic Zone. I'm Mike. This is Bill. And we got DJ Nike back again. You're me. For a very special Batman episode of, like I said, the Comic Zone. I said it twice. There you go. Hey, and if you guys listen to us on pod on any iTunes or Spotify, make sure to subscribe to not only subscribe, but rate us, give us those five stars. That really helps us grow. So, you know, we appreciate everything you can do there. And find us on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube as well. Yep. We are everywhere. I think your phone is playing. Is it? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> it's a little ambiance. It's it's an echo. That's right. In its natural form. There's, there's tape echo. The, and... I was in the middle of trying to make a TikTok. Um, that seems to do... <laughs> Jesus Christ, I just dropped just, my just fucking phone. It. It's it. fine. It's, uh, it seems to be doing pretty good, the yeah. TikTok page. So I'm pretty proud of that. That Black Panther one you did was awesome. Man. Yeah, that was pretty legit. I appreciate that, man. Hilarious. Definitely took a couple hours because I don't know quite what I'm doing yet, but I th- I'm glad you liked it because I tried to find the best clip of all of us Oh yeah! At the same time, and that that was that was perfect. Hell yeah! Shout out to Virus MC Virus man. Yeah, hell yeah! He Killed was that. all over that thing, being funny <laughs> as fuck. But anyway, we're talking Batman today. Batman. Um, what'd you say? It's National Batman Day. Is there a day for everything now? Pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, it's this Saturday. It's the third Saturday in September is Batman Day. I don't know why, really, but I. Just a day for Batman. I think it was something with his like his original publication or something like that, but I'm probably just making stuff up. <laughs> but I don't know. Batman is such an important character to just all of comics. Oh yeah. Because it really laid the foundation and kind of made comics okay in a lot of a lot of different ways. For a long time, that's all Hollywood would accept. Is for it was Batman. Com- Batman. Yeah. Batman movies were the only one every anything, maybe Spider-Man, but for the most part. The big, the big the money maker, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's your tried and true, old, reliable. You can't fuck around and fuck up Batman, even though they did. But I they can, I, they have. I think yeah. it's probably because it's possible to be Batman, like with the right amount of capital, capital, capital. If I can get the word right, if you have the right amount of money, someone and the you know the time to put in for the training, a real live person could be Batman, like Jeff Bezos. Tesla guy, one of y'all. We need a Batman. There are yeah, enough but, billionaires on the planet. That yeah, but how many times it. is he going to just jump off a roof and trust a grappling hook, be, hook before he's a grease spot? Like, come on. It's the joys of comic books, man. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he could be for a couple weeks until he fell off a roof and broke his fucking legs. And that's and when the spine, realism comes and then, in. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That, you know, that's what's real. It's like, yeah, first of all, I don't know if they make a grappling hook that you could without carrying like a CO two tank, like a big like a air tank. Not that you could swing be able to around like, and stuff with, and just like shoot it as fast as that thing goes. Usually, 
like in the movies and shit, and like straight through a wall. You and like, actually, be surprised. There's a lot of military equipment yeah, out there. That's true. Like the problem, like I said, the problem isn't is it doable? It's who can afford to do it. Because like even the military, yeah. everything's made by the lowest bidder. So if you're someone that could afford to make that top quality stuff, and you're only making you know the ones that you need to use for you, then yeah, it's doable. And I think that's why so many different people, male, female, all around the world, are gra- they gravitate towards Batman because they think I could do that. Whether they could or not is a totally different story. But it's it's a possibility. Is that what makes Batman so popular? I think so. It's like. Like, what is it that makes him that old reliable? What is it that makes him so, like, everybody loves Batman. Like, not everyone, but, like, for the most part, the vast majority of people, they're into Batman. I think a lot of it has to do with kind of the the sob story. Right. You know, that, that he is an orphaned. And that he's traumatized. He's not perfect. You know, we're kind of going back to like the anti-hero conversation. Batman's not an anti-hero. He's a hero because I think he's foundation and good. He's doing it because he thinks it's the right thing for society, not because it's the right thing for him. Right. I think that's a distinction between most anti-heroes and somebody that's more vigilante. Now, I think he walks a fine line between the anti-hero Red Hood is probably more on the anti-hero hero or some right. of the some of the like Damian yeah, Robin somebody with a vendetta and he's doing it more for personal gain more than society Batman sacrifices his own relationships to make Gotham a better place yeah he's not Bruce Wayne he's Batman mm-hmm. and Bruce Wayne is the alter ego if you really think about it oh, like yeah. and especially they they've done it a lot that way in just about every live action version yeah you know i mean from the 89 batman with keaton all the way up to how they did it with uh ben affleck how they did it in the dark knight trilogy like even the new movie he was uh alfred had to like talk him into doing mm-hmm. things like hey remember that you know you carry the wayne name right yeah, and he was like well why do you care you're He's not like i don't give a fuck i'm batman i don't yeah. like screw like i don't need to be bruce wayne i'm batman and but that is like his transition learning stage it's like uh, I need to watch that movie again. The newest. It's Batman. definitely worth. I've watched it. I watched it once in the theaters, once when it was streaming, and then I bought it. So I've watched it three or four times thus far. All right, we're talking. Uh, you know, if you're giving it five stars, you know, five star ranking system. What do you give that movie? The newest one with yeah. uh, what's what's dude's name? Because I don't want to call him Edward Cullen. The the Batman. Uh, he's um, uh, what is his name? Oh, now now that you're asking me, it totally. And this is why we have the internet handy at all times. Something Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Robert, yeah. He, yeah. I thought he was dope. He wasn't my problem with that movie. It was the way they did the Riddler. And I don't I don't necessarily hate the casting choice, but the way they made him look, I hated it. I you didn't I, like that he was the gimp. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. The Pulp gimp, Fiction. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that was a little bit of turnoff. I kind of just rolled with it because I want to give each director I, I their own. I, I feel but, that. But I understand it, it's a you're valid taking, criticism. You're taking too many liberties. Maybe. I think at that point. I think what, and you know, I, I, I've, I've come to, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I've come to the point where I, I was very hardcore. If it's not at least 75% of what the comic is, 
I was giving it bad ratings and stuff. And yeah. I think as, as it was 90 percent. Yeah. In the in the last 20 years, growing from, you know, like the 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 ones with uh, Pretty Boy, uh, the one that tanked. Ben Affleck. No, 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 no. The one that tank tank in the nineties. Oh, uh, George Clooney. Yeah, uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah. There's... After that, when tanked, and then Blade and uh, X Men and all those movies started coming out, I've been a little bit. I, I'm giving them a little bit more liberties because I do understand that everyone is not hardcore fans like we are, so they're not attached to the way the characters were. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to get a new audience in and a younger audience in at the same time. So I realize sometimes they do have to do, you know take some of those liberties. So I'm giving him a little bit of credit. You know what I mean? I just think, I mean, he could have changed up the look of the costume without sacrificing everything. Possibly. Like, he looked more like Scarecrow than... True. But now, now when you think back to, like, The Dark Knight and all three of those films, the entire Dark Knight trilogy, Uh with the exception of, like, Bane... They really had all of them looking different. Like, you know what I mean? Joker looked different. Uh, Two-Face looked different. But you didn't sacrifice the entire look. Like, look at Jim Carrey, for example. But like, also think how bad like they that jazzed it up. They jazzed it up for Hollywood, and, like, it was a little flashier than normal, but it was the Riddler look. But, again, it tanked, and they spent $300 million on Batman that Batman Forever did? Yeah. Oh man, I've seen that movie so many times. That M- might MC be MC one- Virus that says hi. By the way, he says "Que puta." Que- uh, nice. Que pasa? Uh, que pasa out, puta. Sh- <laughs> so he called you a bitch. Okay, I see you. Yeah, nice. <laughs> shout out to you, fuckface. <laughs> okay, that might be a case of like look at like movies that don't necessarily do well in the box office right away, but then they're cult classics later. I feel like that's where that's at. I'll give you that. I mean, I wonder how much money Batman Forever has made overall. Oh, I'm going to Google that right Google. now. Google. So, what, Sean, when was your first kind of, uh, your first appearance of Batman, when Batman made its his impression on you? Uh, it was probably two things for me. And this was because I was an only child for the longest time. Uh, and... I watched a lot of TV, so there was the 70s Batman TV show, which was very comedic, uh, a lot less serious than, you know, the movies and stuff that were, and TV shows we're getting nowadays, but it was still very appealing to a kid. So I was born in 76, so I probably wasn't really watching it until the 80s, but it was very fun to watch them drive around in those cars and, and the wham, pow, boom. Yeah. And then the cartoon started coming, which took a lot from that the the live action version uh so i was i was a very big batman fan now of course i loved superman more at you know at that young age because just the thought of being invincible and being able to fly but i still always loved batman i had the batman gear i remember even by the time i was 12 when public enemy had the little fight the power chains i had a batman chain and i wore that thing religiously for like four or five years hell yeah okay so i'm looking at uh, this is just the gross that it made. The film went on to gross uh, $184 million in the United States and Canada and $152.5 million in other countries. Against how to- much did it cost? Totaling $336.5 million. 
Um, and it does say that it um, grossed more than Batman Returns and is the highest grossing film from 1995 in the United States. Yeah, well, there you go. And that was so, Batman Forever? Batman Forever. No, no which, who was the villain in that one? Uh, is that That's Two-Face. That's ah. Two-Face and uh, the Riddler. Jim Carrey as the Riddler, Jim Carrey right? and Tommy Lee Jones. Who which, I think both did excellent Yeah, they job. did so amazing. They were probably the shining stars of that film. You know, I don't think I've even seen that one. Really? Oh, stop. If I ha- Seriously, that's like one that I, I think I might have missed completely. Oh, my goodness. Or I've, it's been so long I've forgotten everything about okay. it, which is a real possibility. With everything that's been said, what do you think of it? I think for the 90s it was all right, but it's it's one of those ones I remember it uh, because I remember every comic book movie I've ever seen, but it's not one that has gotten the same rewatchability. Like, I watched the 89 Batman with Keaton a lot more than I watch, you know, Batman I, Forever or any any of the ones with, with uh, Val Kimmer or uh, George Clooney. So it was Batman Returns and just Batman. Yes. For you? Yes. Um. I'm a little younger, so I, as I was growing up, that was what I had, like Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. Batman. So Batman Forever came out uh, 1995, so I must have been in fifth grade at that point. See, I was already 18. Yeah. So, so I, it's a little different. Just because, I think it's just like a nostalgia thing at that point. I can get that. It's just like that's what was available when I was a kid. So I was like, oh, I love this. And then I did not love Batman Returns, though. That that's was, with, with the and that's, Arnold. Schwarzenegger, that's yeah. with Arnold and um, Alicia Silverstone. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it's uh, the one shining moment or like the only person that really stands out to me in that is Uma Thurman as Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy. She killed that. Oh, she was so fine in that movie, dude. Oh, she's... We won't even get into that. She's yeah, we will. Come yeah. on, no. Hey, you know I've got a redhead fetish, so <laughs> yeah, we're not she, even going to go there. She was bad as hell in that movie, yeah. especially at the end, in her like full-on get-up. Mm-hmm. You remember that shit? Vaguely. Uh, but see, Again, we're closer that, to the same age than you. Than you know what I mean? Well, we're that's little, what you're saying. When, maybe when you that came out, my priority probably wasn't m- movies. It was probably live music. Yeah. I mean, because that's that's you know. In that time in Denver, I could go see a punk show for $5 pretty much every day of the week. Mm-hmm. And those are like the same bands now that are, you know, fairly big, you know, like the NoFX, Pennywise, the the, the SoCal, SoCal, you know, skate punk, those early days or even like ska music. So yeah, well, that's important. like Nirvana time, fucking, mm-hmm. you know, Kurt Cobain. And just we like, were young adults, you know what yeah. I mean, at that time. So it was, a, it was a lot harder to hook us on, you know what I mean? It's not, like I, it's easy to forget that, like, the comic movie, uh, comic book movie scene wasn't like it is now. Oh, not it's even it's close. easy to forget that it hasn't always been this way. Like, uh, you know, it might, you might have been called a fucking dork for going to batman like so you're like fuck that i'm trying to you know get some fucking some ass here i'm not (laughs) taking my chick to batman right facts these days these days they're gonna be like i love batman 
But yeah, that that is one of those. I love Spider Man. Yes, Tom, now, hit, right. Tom hits. hits uh, it's cool yeah, to love this shit now. now, and that's what's the funny thing. All right, so since we've got the different age ranges in here, and we know there have been numerous Batman uh, over the years, whether you know it's the animated, the TV show, or the movies, which one is your favorite Batman? Oh, I thought you were gonna save this for later. It's a fucking tough one for me because, okay. And you can even do your top three, because I have a top okay, three. Okay, let's do a top three. I think my favorite Batman ever is not Bruce Wayne. It's fucking... Uh, what's his name in Batman Beyond? The kid's name. Oh, I don't even talk about from the end. And see, that's another late oh, 90s yeah. show. That show's amazing. Like, maybe the best Batman show. And, like, it upsets me that we haven't seen a Batman Beyond live-action movie. Like, let's step away from Bruce Wayne... Like, we can still do Batman movies. Let's mix it up, though. And that's where I thought we were going with uh, Robert Pattinson in the early days of them announcing shit. It's like, oh, shit. Are we going to finally get it? Yeah, are we going to like, Michael Keaton back as old Bruce Wayne and then Robert Pattinson? Uh, what is the good dude's... Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, so I, I want to throw in a Batman just because that reminded me. So in the current Batman Flashpoint... Um, Batman is is the dad. Um, his, who's Batman's dad that got murdered? Uh, like Thomas. Uh, Thomas Wayne. He's Thomas Wayne is Batman, and Bruce died at the theater, not him. Yes. So, oh yeah. So that is the, that's so, a good one. So that's the re- that's the story that's out right now of uh, Batman, and it's a very interesting take. It, I, like you said, I never thought about that until you just said that, but it it really made it fresh because now he's trying to change time back and bring his son. To life and rather than searching know, and, for and, and that, you know he's joker, more of an anti-hero you know who the joker is in that one his mom um shouldn't have told him if he didn't know oh well fuck my bad <laughs> yeah i oh yeah or was it it was his mom yeah it's his mom uh she goes crazy from seeing bruce die and then he becomes batman i think more importantly though is like your point earlier earlier about uh the anti-hero thing the distinction between a vigilante and an anti-hero um which, by the way, we just did a really great episode on anti-heroes. Uh, last episode, go check that out. And our most recent Dragonese Balls episode, of course. But the distinction is perfect there because Thomas Wayne, total vi- uh, anti-hero. He's doing it to bring his so son you got back. Two, you have yep. two Batmans that are, you know, vastly you, different. You, you stand them cl- next to each other. They appear to be the same. But then you look, and then Thomas has guns on his hip, mm-hmm. and he's fucking... And he's killing people. Yeah. So it's... He almost killed Flash in the original, the, when it Flashpoint first happened. Yeah. So you really get that distinction, and I think that is important, is like that, what is an anti-hero? What is a vigilante? And, and what makes Batman the vigilante, and what makes Thomas the anti-hero? So, so, well, I would like to take a different lens too, and this is something that I was talking with Raiden about. Is you kind of, I always want to go back to those D and D classifications. So, you know, good, neutral, yeah, 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 evil, yeah, the chaotic, and then, neutral, and then where they are, you know, as far as like the, you know, as far as the hero, really the lawful or unlawful, right, is, mm-hmm. can be v- varied. But you know, once they cross that from good to evil, 
I think that's when they and I and then that's so, where I would argue before we were talking Thanos. Thanos could be seen as an anti-hero. His motivation was all pure evil. And I think that's why I have a hard time. I can understand why that Which version of Thanos? Any of them. No, I think I when think, he cuz he made the, the he made the crossover, he was always about his own personal gain to and it it didn't really matter. I don't know. Else. I think the one from the MCU would would be closer to the anti-hero cuz he was doing it for a reason. He yeah. was like every, and he always made and like he made sure to say anytime somebody checked him, he was like if you keep like look at what you're doing to, to earth by itself. Mm-hmm. If we keep doing this, the universe is going to cease to exist because we keep overusing its resources. So if we cut off half, I'm not choosing the half. Just half of all uh, existence has to go away for the other half to uh, for the other half to survive. So I w- that's where I was going to go with it is I don't think it was ever like a selfish thing for the MCU Thanos. The comic book version, uh, the, the, yeah, the definitely the uh, comic book book version is a lunatic. Um, I think it's the for me when it comes to what an anti-hero or a vigilante is the at all costs it's it's like when you're willing to co- cross that line of at all costs it's uh, thomas wayne is the punisher in a batman suit yeah bruce yeah. bruce wayne is somebody who's you know willing to stop the bad guy and lock him up but not and, kill and him. but not kill him which is a little fucking stupid. Like, do you agree? Um, by the way, I it's easier it's easier for us to say that by how long Batman's been around and you think about and I think it's almost like a joke or a trope now. You yeah. know what I mean? How they, they say like how come he won't kill Joker when every time he locks him up he goes out and he kills hundreds of people. Mm. It's easy to say that now, 70 years into 100 years of the Batman. Mm. I don't think it was always that case when they first started writing him. So, so, so like there's what, a new comic I need to tell you about that kind of takes that idea to a different level. Oh, okay. So, and a tangent here, but um, it is minor threats. So I'm going to do a video about it here soon, but it's something that is is worth reading. It's by Oswald. Oswald. Um, Don't say Cobblepot. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a famous actor. He was he was the crow. He's he's been in everything. I'm going to have to look it up here in a second, but. It takes that idea and they've have there's like a um unsaid agreement about the heroes so that the villains keep them in work oh. by allowing them just to throw them in jail instead of killing them. Yeah, so there's this like kind of secret thing to keep everyone in business all the time. So you don't break the you don't break the code. Right. There's certain codes. Um there's but, so much of that stuff but, going you on. Know what? Like Hold that. on. And this is another tangent, but this one always cracks me up. And it's one of those things like when they start talking about, you know, Star Wars characters like Jar Jar being a Sith. Mm. I know you guys have heard the the one about uh yeah. what if what if Batman it's all in his head and oh, and, and uh I, I, oh he's locked up in Arkham and all his all the other patients. Joker a killer smile by Joker. That's is that an actual book? Oh yeah. Well it it I think it just kind of introduces the idea a little bit. Um, Doesn't go flesh it out though. No, well, it's it's a Jeff Lemire, so one of my favorite authors, um, Killer Smile, or, or I'm probably screwing it up, um, but it is good. Sorry, it's it's really gotta, like it's the pee. bonus episode. Right. It's the bonus book in in that series, and it's just out. one. Uh, Chelsea has has the graphic novel. Chelsea, you see us? Yeah, I need to use that. So 
that. She probably said she probably you already lent it to her and didn't read it and had to get it back. <laughs> no, not that one. I not, had some others of her, not that not, one. Uh, I definitely, but yeah, they but uh, for that particular one, they were they were. It wasn't that he was in in uh not Gotham. What was it? The uh, Arkham. Arkham. It was that uh, Alfred was just feeding him. You know what I mean? For his his uh like he was crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like I keep feeding you these stories, you know, in his head because he was traumatized by his parents' death. And that's always something I thought was cool. Like I don't know if anybody's ever taken that one and run with it, but Yeah. It was always a cool thesis. So it's theory. So the uh, minor threats is not I got the name wrong. It's Patton Oswalt. Oh, the co- the the comedian. And like he's like super nerd nerd yeah. of nerds. And he wrote this. He's written other things like Black Hammer. So he's not new to to writing comics, but it is good. And also, he's not new to being in comic book TV no. shows and films because he was in Blade Trinity. Yeah. That was the first thing I saw him in. But he was also, uh, he played three characters that were triplets in. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. What was that? Oh, uh, shit. He's uh, one of those actors you look yeah. back and you see him in, in everything. He, in, in the Sandman series, he's the voice of one of the crow, one okay. of the ravens. Oh shit! It's Matthew. the 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 show, the Shield show. Oh, Agents of Shield, duh. Mm, yeah. So he's he's been in quite a lot. But so we're supposed to be talking about Batman, right? <laughs> Squirrel. All right. So what are what would your top three Batman? So, and it could be. So I'm going with the, the. I'm going to go with the Thomas Wayne for for what I'm going to say. That's number three. Okay. Uh, number two. See, I, I I have more knowledge just of the movies than I do a lot of the comics. I haven't read as many comics from Batman as as I have, but um, you know the the storylines of um. Uh, the. Uh oh! Water down. Yeah, you're spilling water. Well, the dog did it. Oh shit! Not a nice cord. But um, so are you laying out your top three Batman's? Yes. Yeah, and then the um, Court of Owls series. Ooh. Just because he just got the shit beat out of him for the whole thing, and then both mentally and physically was tortured, and then there's a certain point when he just breaks free and is like, nah. You know, it's like the, that moment when they're trapped in glass and they shatter and kind of break free from the illusion, right? And become, you know, become something different. Um, I don't think I've heard of that one. Um, Sounds good. What? Who's the bad guy in that one? The Court of Owl, uh, Talon. Oh, oh, okay. So I think, yeah, the guy who, who, yeah, who? yeah, that before he was totally crazy. Uh, <laughs> does he talk in that one? I don't think so. I think there, he's there he's was... just like a mercenary killer. There was something recent. I want to say it was in it Suicide was Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, it was those ones that the uh, early ones that you yes. let me. Yep. Uh, he was in that. All right, so that's two. And then got to go with Michael Keaton Batman because to me that's that was that was the first impression. And not only, and I'd have to also give credit to Tim Burton. Oh, yeah. You know, Tim Burton as far as the Gotham and and the combination and bringing it all together. Bringing Tim it Burton to life. is the best Batman. He brought it to life in a way I don't think a lot of people could have. Mm-hmm. And, Especially and, not in that time frame. Oh, yeah. And he made it what... He made like the gold standard of Gotham. I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. All right. So mine, my three <laughs> would be... Oof. It would be for third. I'm going to give it to Adam West because 
That was my first oh, Batman really? ever. Wow. Uh, so I've got to give it to Adam. Plus, he said in the Big Bang Theory, one thing is about him that none of the other Batman can say, even if they did have their body in full full physical condition, which I got to give it up to, to fucking Ben Affleck. Like, for him to be 50, what he did with his body in Batman versus Superman. Was, yeah, he was Jack. Yeah. So props to him for that. Maybe the biggest of the Batmans. Yeah, def- size-wise, definitely, easily. But uh, all of them still had padded suits, rubber suits, armored suits, and Adam's West suit was 100% Adam West. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I got to give him that. And like I said, he was my first Batman. I love that car. So that's my number three. Number two, I'm going to go with Ben Affleck. And it's because I love the uh, the older Dark Knight saga when Batman was like 50, 60, and his body was starting to give out, but he was still doing it. Even Which though, we're going to talk about here right? shortly. because, uh, And I think when people are judging Batman, they, they don't, they see Affleck. They don't realize that that was supposed to be that older, older version of Bruce. Yeah. He's, he's, and I think he pulled it off perfectly. Yeah. But I'm also going to go with my favorite being Michael Keaton. And for some of the same reasons that Bill said, but one thing I remember is we didn't have social media in 89. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of stuff we heard was over TV and, you know, you have like magazines, Cisco, yeah, Cisco and Ebert and, we knew like two years ahead of time that he was going to get that role. And up until up until that point, everything Michael Keaton had done had been comedic. So everybody was like, he can't do it. He won't be able to pull us off. This is going to be the worst Batman ever. It's like Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Yeah. And then he That's killed it. Comparison. Yeah, that was a real good one. But he killed it. You know what I mean? And he and just like Tim Burton, I think, did the gold standard for Gotham. I think any Batman that comes after him has had to think about how they were going to portray the character, whether they were going to you know, throw a little joke in here or there, whether they are going to be 100% serious. And I think every single Batman after him has taken something from him. That's a good point. It's, it's, it's not just the aesthetic of those old Batman movies. It's the, you know, it's not overly comedic. It's just dark enough. It's like a really great balance. And... It really created almost a whole new aesthetic for Batman. And like you guys say, it's like what you picture when you think of Batman. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of interesting, like the comics at that time. I'm not entirely sure what was going on exactly in at that point. I can tell you this. He wasn't a ninja yet. <laughs> right. Or he's a detective. Yeah, the foundation of Batman was a detective. And I think... Uh, that makes a great Batman comic. One of, if, as far as when I'm reading yeah, comics, the detective aspect. If it doesn't have that detective aspect, it I think they fall short. Facts. Every great comic that I've read, that is key. And it has to be that for for one, that's what DC was based on. Mm. Detective comics. Yeah. People need to remember that when they're yeah. talking about Batman. Which, and I'm going to say this real fast to all you. Hardcore, oh, he looking at the camera. Super Batman can't be beat. We're not even going to get into that because the great Stan Lee has already said it's always up to the writer. <laughs> right. But just remember what DC Comics stands for and what Batman started off as. Don't just automatically assume that these movies are everything and that's where know some of the lore before you, especially before you start talking to one of us hardcore. Start talking that readers. crazy mess that Batman could just with enough planning. Yeah. Fuck that. Shut up. Because you're, you're ruining it for a lot of Batman. Like, I love Batman. I have always been a Batman fan. Even when it comes to my collectibles, I have over 500 pops. And while I probably have more Marvel ones and more Star Wars, when it comes to the one character I have more than anybody else in my collection, 
it is Batman. Hands do you, down. Do you got some of those crazy, like, uh, multicolored ones? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, some of the... I've got every different movie version, so every person that's played them, uh, every comic book, uh, the graphic novels, I've got every single one of those. It's crazy. A handful of the most expensive pops out there are Batman pops. Oh, yeah. I think it's like four or five of them. Beth has a really cool die cast one. It, yeah, that's pretty cool. It, it, as far as the, the Batman pops. Fuck, it, how many pops do they have now? No, man, more than we can count. And do they stop Billions. making them after a while? Is that the deal? I think they stopped making certain number ones, so that's why they're more, you right. know, they're more, they're, they're certain It's like ones. Beanie Babies, yeah. dude. It is, really. It really is. Yeah. They're cool, though. A lot cooler than Beanie Babies. All right, so now I've said my three. We're going to go back I, to I, I started with my, we'll say, Batman Beyond number three. Um, um, mine's, I struggle with number two. I want to say that Batman from Batman uh, The Dark Knight Returns. And then, j- only because he is that gritty... So it's a comic? Yes. Okay. Well, Which that a, is the one there, that Ben Affleck is based on. But. Yeah. The the Batman versus Superman movie or whatever, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's based on the Dark it's Knight. It's kind of based on it. Yeah. And there, that fight in there is actually pretty, pretty close. decent. Yeah. Um, just without uh, Arrow. Mm-hmm. Green Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even the animated version is... Yeah, yeah, the animated movie is great, too. And that's a something we should talk about, too, is like just the animated... Uh, I, I want to talk video games. I want to talk movies, comics, and... Um, Beanie Babies. And Beanie, Beanie Babies. All right, so two. You said you're two. Okay, and then so my top Batman... Oh, this is... You guys are hurting me here. <laughs> Self-inflicted. I want to say Michael Keaton. I really do. But I, 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 I think my top favorite Batman is from the animated series. Oh, thank you for that. Because, man, if you would have said fucking what's his bucket? <laughs> Val Kilmer? Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> All emo Batman? Christian Bale? Yeah. Uh, and and I, I, I harp on Christian Bale a lot. And it's not that I don't think he didn't do a great job. My my whole issue, because I think those are three of the best comic book they movies are great. in history. Because they could really happen. You know what I mean? You didn't like they are very set in a real world and they were very well done. And that was very hard for me to say because as much as I like Batman, I do like Iron Man more. And they came out, the Dark Knight came out the same Came out time swinging. As, came yes. out swinging. The only th- trouble I have with those movies. Is they feel very chopped up, like they could be so much longer, and I wouldn't have a problem with that. I love those films. It, it, like watch the third one, mm-hmm. and just how quickly you go from scene to scene to scene to scene. But it if just, you watch all three it, it of them just, together, like if you sit down and watch all three of them, no, in one I have. Day, I think I don't know. I, I love them. No, they're dope. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying that. They seem like they could. They had much, so much more to say, and then they had to edit them down. Yeah, probably, uh, maybe a little too much. Well, honestly, if I will say that's the problem with the Ben Affleck ones, because yeah. if if you watch the director's cut of Batman versus Superman and uh, what was the other one, 
Shit, there was two of them that came out around the same time. But definitely Batman versus they cut off like 45 minutes of that film, and the first 15 minutes makes a big difference of the yes. cohesiveness of that movie. So if you haven't seen the director's cut of Batman versus that Superman and you hate uh, it, watch the director's cut. It's so much better. <laughs> uh, the Justice League director's cut is incredible, too. Oh, well, yeah. That's almost a different movie. Yeah. No, it's a completely different <laughs> yeah. movie. It's an that's hour and a like, half more. Yeah. That's like, okay, speaking of Ben Affleck, you watch the theatrical cut of Daredevil, so trash. Right, yeah. But if you watch the director's cut of that movie, it's not that bad. But that's because yeah, the editors, like, I don't know why they don't, they have different people between the editors, the writers, and the directors. Because Yeah, well, let the director have an influence on editing yeah because like are you serious like you're, you're cutting out essential scenes sometimes yeah the theatrical cut always sucks yeah compared to the director's cut so why are we fucking around because <laughs> people nowadays can't sit still for more than two and a half no hours. this has been a long standing problem how many director's cuts are there of uh blade runner a gazillion at least six i don't even think the original There's one exists anymore the original, the original the, cut. I don't even think it's out there anymore. I, I like you can't buy it anywhere. No, well, fuck. I'm sure. Well, there's the internet. You can find it somewhere. Hell, maybe not maybe. to buy a hard copy, but you can download it somewhere. <laughs> Probably. I'm getting way off base here. Um, so, have you guys played like when you think about like Batman video games? The entire RPG. what 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 jumps into your head? When you think about playing a Batman video game, they're too tough for me, and I quit. They—that's not wrong. They tend to be pretty difficult. So there's a fighting game that was played. You know, it was fun for a little bit. I think it was an Arkham something, but it was. Oh, one of them. It was Arkham like a. City it was like a. Yeah, there was like a to, like a um, to, uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, oh, and um. Injustice. Yeah, Injustice. Injustice 1 and 2. I fucking love those. Those are great games. games, and what a great comic book run. Like, just that story. There's a movie, I believe. Isn't there an animated movie? Yeah, there's an animated movie, and honestly, it did not do justice. No, <laughs> like, it, it did uh, it injustice. Yeah, it, it, it did. Pardon the pun, but I think it was because, like, even the cutscenes from the video game were fucking sick. Yeah, if you put all of the video game cutscenes together, that's a movie by itself. And, it's pretty and, legit. And I think it was very hard for them to do that with, with the end. Like, that's the only DC animated one that I give. You know what I mean? I'm not going to give it a complete thumbs down, but that's probably the worst of all of the DC animated films that have come out in the last 20 years. Really? Yeah. And I think it's because if, if you've played the Injustice games and if you've read the Injustice comic book, it was just so much better. It's watered down. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Yep. And then you get into the comics. That can get a little convoluted if you don't start from the, the top. Right. Because I think there's a lot of like uh, you know branching off, kind of like the uh, King and Black stuff, Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were saying there was a lot of like a lot of watered down yeah, stuff. Yeah, a lot of filler. There was yeah, it was it was a cash grab on too many different levels. And I think that's the same thing with the Injustice series was that you they know, just noticed they can milk this thing. That's a warning sign for me as far as a collector, as far as collecting for potential investment purposes. Right. Whenever I see these big crossover events, it's like, mm, what's uh, yeah. is it I don't quality know. versus quantity. You, you know, know what's funny is that 
that is what drew me into comics when I was a kid. Same. If there's a good run and if it's done well, it's 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 awesome. And that's but... I think the nineties were the peak of that. You got so many but it also ruined it too. It, it did. It no, it totally yeah. did because it's it's the same pitfall that the movies are running into right now. It's like we have to one up ourselves every single time, and and, yeah, and eventually you, the ground's going to crumble out from underneath you. And you they, cannot. They had to kill Superman, break Batman's back. They had and... to kill Superman because Spawn was born. Well, and then I mean the same thing with Magneto pulling the the adamantium out of Wolverine. Like all of that mm. shit happened around the same time. And I remember dude that pitched that said it was a joke. And then everybody like they were at one of them big Gene Gray with and they the were like, with the That's Phoenix a dope idea. He was like, man, I was joking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. With Gene Gray with the, dark, know. with the dark Phoenix thing. Like, wow, we're gonna kill Gene Gray. They're like, shut the fuck up. No, we're not. And they do. Yeah, we are. We have to. Todd, Todd McFarlane is on a fucking tear right now. But I mean, but but look gotta at what all of that is. Those bills got to pay those, those were, bills. Those were legit reactions to Image starting up. Yeah, they were for what that and the fact that they weren't giving them credit for you know their own characters. No, well, and, I'm I'm saying that was why they started Image, but the industry's reactions to them like spawn and all those things taking off and doing so well was like we got to do something big we're killing superman or we're killing gene gray and you go shut the fuck up no we're not was maybe the dark phoenix thing was a little before that though it was in the 90s <laughs> was it, it was same? all all close enough to mm-hmm. yeah so it feels like those were i mean but what a good push towards like good storylines for the like at the time i will say i actually i agree because i was i was stopping like when you were first saying that i was getting ready to say i disagreed (laughs) and then i stopped and i thought about it there were so many whack crossovers to me in the early 2000s that i had given up on the two powerhouses marvel and dc because the crossovers were so bad to me as an adult and i was late 20s early 30s you know what i mean like 2005 it wasn't until uh like civil war where like i started getting back into them because the storylines were you know what i mean they were just so awful to me oh okay when did image start like 95 96 okay one of my biggest storylines was the marvel dc crossover of 96 i remember that that's got to be them like, oh, we can't compete. Let's join forces. Well, you got to think, like at that point in time, those comic book artists were living like rock stars. Todd McFarlane, oh, although Rob yeah, Liefeld, yeah, Rob Liefeld like, was. Yeah. They had jackets like a biker gang. Yeah, his little clique, and they it, were hanging out. Like I, uh, I've, I've seen his IG where they were just have, hanging out at Club Fifty Four or whatever. Have you street. seen that documentary on Amazon Prime? I think no about Image. Uh-uh. Oh, it's good. But you'll be the second person that told me to watch it. I keep forgetting where it's, it's so at. It's so good. It's so good. I'm pretty sure it's on uh, Amazon Prime. All right, I'm going to check that out. Because you're the second person to tell me. It's legit, and you get, like, the whole rundown. Uh, even, like, the fallout with Rob Liefeld, and, like, it's pretty dope. And then <clears throat> they kind of show, like, the decline of Image, and then how The Walking Dead, like, kind of brought it back up to prominence and it's a really good story but we're getting so far off we did so okay i got one for you Excuse um me. 
to bring image back to Batman here in December, there is a new crossover with spawn. Oh yeah. And, and Batman. That's going to be sick. So people are saying verse venom, but this was announced in the San Diego comic-con, uh, what, six, six months ago, right. A uh, New York one just happened in, in, um, this past week, but this was uh, a while ago and they announced it there. Uh, we're now starting to see covers online. Um, I think I did see one. It was like Batman and Spawn like facing each other in kind of the same uh, pose. And I have there hasn't been a crossover between them since the '90s, like '97, right? Yeah, I, c- I couldn't tell you when the last one was, but well, that was the first one. I don't know if there's ever been another one, but I remember that. Well, I wonder what that story's going to be like. It's like that sounds really cool on paper, but what's gonna? Yeah, but like who? Like what kind of story are we gonna get? Well, Is, I mean, think about it. They're both kind of dark. Like, let's take the antihero and vigilante yeah. out of it. They're still both dark characters as a whole. I think they're comparable, mm-hmm. except for their power levels. Do you think Spawn's <laughs> an antihero or a vigilante? I'd say antihero because he'll kill any motherfucker. Yeah, he and yeah. he's and he's a demon from hell, yeah. right? Yep. But a hell spawn, hell spawn. But you have to look at Spawn's progression. And like in Spawn 300, and we're not far away from that, is like him uh, basically shunning God and Satan because they are in this endless battle over like pride and they don't care about the ants, which are the humans. And, which a lot of people have had. And like, so he creates, a, whole, he creates a new earth. Uh, and leaves God and Satan to fight their battle on old earth for the rest of eternity. So, and like, really, he is not a bad dude, though. Well, he was, he was always struggling. I have, with I have his a hard humanity. time, I have a hard time calling Spawn an anti hero. Hmm. You mean a villain? No, or so you I think have he's, a hard time. You want to say he's a hero? I want to say he's a hero, or or by the end, uh, by ep- issue three hundred, he's definitely the hero. So I've only read read handful of the issues here or there, and it's usually as far as Spawn with me, it's more been collecting the covers. That and, that's true, and because McFarland cover art is awesome right but, but also you shouldn't sell yourself short and you should go back and read that old spawn i like if you it. haven't if you yeah. haven't if you haven't read the first hundred issues you I've should probably got the first 30 i mean let's talk about the first couple fights it's like him fighting uh what's the cyborg dude's name oh i can't remember his name but i know you're talking about like those fights are crazy that's the one that almost killed him even with the spawn armor what's that guy's name that was when he was still using guns and shit because he didn't want to use his magic. Yeah, because it was it was taken away from yep. his second life. Uh huh. Anyway, we're fucking talking we're about, about Spawn. Again, <laughs> so let me talk about Batman Spawn, and then let's talk about Spawn some more. <laughs> no, I mean, Bat- wh- okay. The we were talking about video games. Let's get back to that. So you were talking about um, injustice. Just. All right, so that's a great game, obviously, but that's more of a DC game. Let's talk more Batman games. Uh, like, think of like an old. So you're talking about games that were hard. Are you talking like on the NES, Super Nintendo, so, like uh, older games, or like newer things? Newer ones. I mean, a lot of the, and I have the problem with a lot of the first person shooters 
of this generation. They're too technical for me. I need a button masher game. I, I don't agree. play and the new Ninja Turtles game would be right up your alley. Exactly. It is. Um, so those type of games I, I enjoy more than the, the, the typical, you know, you've got to aim and shoot and in my, my vision sucks. Um, so it's getting, you know, harder to see. And I've never been that accurate anyway with the, the two XY, you know, right. controllers. So the storyline was good for those, but I, it was. I wouldn't. Say, they were definitely hard. <laughs> My Arkham, issue with the Arkham the, games, yeah, the three Arkham games. It was They're Arkham so City. Good. I can't remember what all three of them were. If but you allow yourself to get immersed into them. The problem is you have to have time. He has pets and a wife. Yeah, yeah. I have. And kids I would and it, and rather I, play mu- create music or create art yeah. than spend a lot or, of time or in or a video game. Because yeah, yeah, you you would have to actually sit. Anybody I know that's because re- I have all three, but I would play them for like a week and then. I would get busy with something and I'd come back and forget and was like, fuck, I can't start over. You know what I mean? I beat the first two. I did not play the third one. Um, the second one, Arkham City, uh, incredible. What was the first one? I, Arkham I know the, Asylum. Okay, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. Then what was the third one? Uh, Arkham Knights. Yes, that's it. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And I have all th- my goal for <laughs> my goal for this winter. Like when we're, we're supposed to get Yo, shit at all. You should play them, yeah. dude. That's what I'm saying. Is it's like, but you have to have the, the time the, to put the, into them, right? So the Spider-Man games have always like gave me that like I was so interested in Spider-Man that it allowed me to immerse myself in the game and dump hours into it to the point to where you start to feel like you're Spider-Man. It's the same way. With those Batman, but I've games. heard the Spider-Man games are shorter. That like that's been the the biggest complaint was both the Miles Morales and the other Spider-Man. I don't like, know. I could, haven't played them. I heard you could sit down in like a week and beat those. It I'm, was going to take you more than a week to beat each one of those fucking Batman games. Yeah, well, they definitely. If you go like your hundred percent, because it's like similar to like GTA in that yeah. you can do what you want, right? So you could totally hundred percent it and take a while on it, which is what I do. And then I tend to get like uh, immersed, and then I start feeling like you start like getting into the groove of the game. You feel like you're Batman. So it would be dope if we could get like a port on VR to where you you are Batman and like swinging from. I'm surprised uh, they don't have that because they've got they, one of those for VR for Iron Man. I think just VR is. Um, that's that's more like a demo. It's not a game. Like you know what I mean? Like a full game like Arkham Asylum to where you could play it in VR. You get stuff like uh Resident Evil 4 and shit, but there's a Star Wars game like that that's fucking I think that's awesome. that kind of thing's coming. It's just like we're not there yet. But it's coming soon and that would be the shit. I was thinking of this Batman game that I had on my original Game Boy. It was like Batman, I think it was for Batman Returns. It was the Batman Returns game. Talk about a shit <laughs> fucking game. This is what we were talking about on the uh, video game episode. Uh, just about like the flood of like Nintendo games that were just garbage. Because they, they came out with a movie. Yeah, they just go, oh, this is a Batman game and it's make a totally shit E.T. Yes, uh, maybe not that bad, but, but that, like, that is the, the that is the, like the... renowned as the worst video game ever made. But 
this is one of those games where they just took the title of the movie, slapped it on there, and made like a half-ass. Well, see, I, I remember the Game Boy version, but I also had a version on the NES that wasn't quite that bad. Like, it was it was decent. Mm-hmm. You could sit down and beat it in a day or two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was one of those side-scrolling Ninja Gaiden-type games, but you were Batman, you had Batarangs and the grappling hook. Yep. But it was definitely That's Ninja what... Gaiden Batman. Yeah, where the enemies just keep spawning if yeah. you don't, like, move. Yeah, and, and then you have a boss, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the boss, is, I'm pretty sure it was off the off the movie, but I, I think the Game Boy game was, of course, because it was, you know, ported, was a lot worse. But I, the NES version, it was fun for 12-year-old me. I would say, yeah, the Arkham games are definitely the best of the Batman games ever made, as far as, like... If you have the time to like play it. giving you the full experience, making you feel like you're Batman, you're sneaking, you're detectiving, you're whooping motherfuckers' asses. Like it's like if you haven't played these games, play them. All right. So we talked about favorite Batmans, but who are our favorite Batman villains? Excludes uh, no Joker. You can't. We could take Joker off the table. Other than Joker, who are your top three villains? Ooh. That's a tough one. Shit. I'm gonna go with Talon just because of uh, who? What? Talon? Who? Ta- yeah. Who? <laughs> <laughs> he fell yeah. for it for a second. <laughs> you got it. Oh, no, uh, I said Talon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just because of the the Court of Owls storyline was. I need that to read creative. that. That sounds good. It was it was very no. good, no. and um, it, it kind of reminded me a little like what the Riddler was doing in the Batman movie, just like kind of kind of fucking Fuck. with his head. Yeah. Uh, but it was to a whole whole other level. Okay, here's my question about that before we go too far. Um since I my introduction to Talon was in that Suicide Squad thing, I thought he was cool as fuck and I just didn't get him because I didn't know the back. So what drove him completely insane to doing the who thing? Well, I don't know because that was kind of in Suicide Squad early on when I don't know a lot about Talon other than that one story, but he, he almost seemed kind of puppeted. Like he was just almost like kind he of was like the he, puppet? he reminded me of, um, of, of like a moon Knight. Mm. Oh, you know, so it really wasn't, he was just kind of manipulated by the court to do their bidding. Um, and you didn't really get much of a personality other than, you know, so he, he was, was like their avatar and just doing what they say, like an Asriel. Mm-hmm. And again, it's been a while since I since I read it, and it just kind of popped into my head. But yeah, like Asriel is a good example. Um, but before you, I do that. Continue. So as far as the next villain, mm-hmm. um, that was really the only one I had. I you said top three though. You I did. So um, I don't know. I, I like Penguin, and I'm going to go with the Penguin from the Gotham series i've never seen it but i i watched the first few seasons it was really solid it kind of meandered here or there but just that actor portrayal it was different he wasn't the fat grotesque mm-hmm. penguin he was this skinny quirky you know you know manipulator behind the scenes and it it was different and yet, yet it really worked although technically batman was not is still a boy in bruce wayne mm-hmm. but that portrayal i thought it is is was one of my favorites as far as the villains, future um, villains of. So is that show over then? They're not making. So. Yeah, I think it ended. It got canceled. 
Like, so they didn't get to wrap it up or... I don't know. I stopped watching it after a couple yeah, seasons. I've, so I've literally yeah, I think, never I think seen it. It was pretty good. I went four seasons, but that was when the MCU started getting really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't lie, man. <laughs> I, I lost track of Arrow, fucking Flash, all of that. You when, know what? Arrow might be the strongest outing from DC. That's what I've heard as far as their I, CW TV show. I would go with The Flash. Ooh, that's a strong dude. But Air- again, we're almost getting to like those D&D different classifications, mm-hmm. you know, Arrow was definitely more in the anti-hero lane, trying to become a hero. Whereas That's a legit show, and where, whereas Flash is straight up the good guy yeah, hero. Like I'm, a, I'm, I'm giving I'm giving Arrow a little bit more leadway just because it was the the branch away from the the teeny bopper CW fucking Smallville. It, and it Arrow felt, was a it, lot darker, and it, it felt CW ish. They all did, but they like let it they let it go a little farther. farther. It didn't feel like Teeny Bopper. It felt like he was a bad motherfucker. Yeah. And I think that's why Arrow, and plus, like, the casting, he was great. Oh, man. Hell yeah. Robbie Amell. And I haven't seen the whole show. I've just, my ex-wife used to watch Wait, it a lot. Five. My My ex-wife used to watch it a lot, and then I would, like, catch episodes here and there. Even the dude they picked for Slade. Oh man, that was, he was uh, a solid. I mean, pick. so sick. And they had the the chick that always voiced. Well, at that point, had always voiced fucking Harley Quinn. Mm. With you know what I mean? Like she was in it a few times. And so. speaking of of it Slade, totally jumped the shark for me later on though. And like speaking of Slade, there's another great villain villain from Batman, and also leads into like the Damien thing. Uh, you know what I mean? Deathstroke. Yeah. Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Yes. I mean. When you think of Batman's deadliest villains, who do you think of? Well, I'm glad you said Doomsday. that because that's going to lead into my into two of my favorites. Doomsday, yeah. Well, because he killed him. Oh no, no, I'm Superman. sorry, Bane, Superman, not Superman, yeah, Batman. Yeah, Bane's number three for me. Number two is Hush, and Hush. And for people that haven't read it, we can't fuck that up for him. So, you know, no, I mean? no, 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 no. Uh, but definitely read Batman Hush if you no, no spoilers on Hush. It's yeah. a great story. Yeah, you can't take that away. You can't take away seeing that the first time or reading it. No. But, uh, so if if you're into reading it, read Hush. If you don't have time, watch the animated version. It's just as good. So, uh, good. so, but my number one would actually be Deadshot because I think Deadshot is oftentimes considered like his equal, except for you know he uses guns and martial skill. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. So those are my top three, excluding Joker. Yeah, for sure. What do you think, Bill? It's solid pick. No, what do you got as He's, far as that like, was? That was my third. Was was uh, Bane? Okay. Um, I think what we're I, I, it makes me a little sad. I think maybe my favorite villain from Batman is the Joker or the Riddler. Any specific it's, and, and, and it's, area that you'd like to highlight as far as a good Riddler story or, or portrayal? Not necessarily. I just feel like the Joker pushes, like, I'm looking at, like, portrayals of him in, like, the video game. Mm-hmm. It's, like, part of Arkham City was, like, your, um, one of your things that you could do is go around and gather the, the Riddler's clues and try to decipher and figure out what the next thing was it's like a 
scavenger, yeah. like like a scavenger hunt almost. And like, I feel like the Joker is Batman's equal, like mentally, or or mm. or his his. Uh, yeah, I, maybe not it's his psychosis. It almost is. And what do you mean? Like it's it's like all of, I mean it's almost like the yin and the yang. Yeah, you know they're they're those equal parts. That one without the yeah, other they're, doesn't. They're, um. So as far as the story goes, right. And that's what's kind of weird about it is like they always make the Joker his arch nemesis, right? Um. But somebody like the the Riddler's like right there. Mentally, yeah, yeah, I would definitely say. I, I would say that somebody like the the Riddler is Batman's match, like in intellect, so he can challenge him, and maybe not physically, but totally mentally, he can push him to those extremes, and that's why I, I like the Riddler is that he can, he can almost break, uh, 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 like push Batman to his limits to where he could damn near break him. And the Riddler Joker combo. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That is a vicious one two punch. Because I think they keep each other, like the Riddler has a way of keeping Joker from doing shit that's too crazy. It's like, yep, don't do that because then he'll do this. Do this instead. And like he'll actually listen to him. Right. Because mm-hmm. they're both crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. In their own ways. <laughs> they're both crazy. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, you know who I always liked from the animated series that I didn't really see a lot in the comics was, uh, what's the gangster guy with the puppet? Puppet Master? Is it Puppet? Uh, no, but uh, Scarface was the name of the puppet or whatever, the gangster. Oh, shit. Uh, he was really cool. I like, uh, you know, a lot of what I got from Batman, like younger was from the animated series in the movies. So, yeah, I think it was Puppet Master. Yeah, that's what I'm looking up. <laughs> I just thought he was interesting. Thanks, be- virus. Sorry. I thought he was interesting because he uh, had that very subservient attitude as like his normal persona like the guy mm-hmm. and then the puppet was the one who was dominant and i always thought that was interesting like psychologically and i think that's what makes batman interesting as far as like bad guys and the way he fights crime is like it's always he's always dealing with like the mentally ill yeah you know what i mean and like so that like lens to the fact that he refuses to kill them because it's not like, yeah, they do horrible shit, but it's not totally on them because they're fucking crazy, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, I guess that's why we need people to keep the nut house <laughs> in order, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, but okay, so getting around, like, that's a good point. It's like, but how much would you need to keep the nut house in the order? If you, the ventriloquist. The ventriloquist. Thank you. Arnold Wessler. Yeah. Um, how much would you have to keep the nut house in order if you just clean house and take out the trash every so often? You wouldn't have to if you just killed them to give tip to begin yeah! with. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. How crazy is Batman's whole formula? It makes but, no sense. But you also have to think that's something like we're we're in a in an age now where people don't remember what Batman was like in the 80s or the definitely not the, the 80s, but barely even in the 90s. But even before that, there was a time when Batman killed like Batman walked around with a gun. You know what I mean? He actually killed people. So it wasn't until like the 80s where it got into that. All right, I'll jack him up really bad, but I won't kill him. So is, was that like the self-censorship thing going on? I think so. When DC and Marvel that put was? that comic book, uh, comic authority code. But mm-hmm. yeah, early on, it was not like that. Batman definitely used to kill. That totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. Um, God, that kind of blew my fucking mind, actually. But like I said, like like the the one thing, like if you look at things like historically, that totally makes a lot of sense. And we've been doing a lot of that. That's the problem with a lot of just living in the internet is we forget time. It, it, time saying. is such a bubble that it we was, need to do a episode on time travel by the way we should uh, well dude i want to do i've been watching the show year one million or year million hmm. and they hmm. just kind of follow netflix the pro- is that a y- y- hulu hulu or netflix one or the other but it follows like our progression uh as like as a species humanity mm-hmm if we keep going and just like keep following our progression through technology where that leads it's a fucking incredible show i would love <laughs> to talk about some of those uh concepts just like where like okay just for example where vr goes Next. we we are in the atari stage right of That's vr right true. now so like a hundred years from now or two five hundred years from now when we're downloading 20, our, 10. Yeah, when we're downloading gonna, our minds into the computer living in the simulation all the time. You make money where you don't have a physical form anymore. Uh, what yeah, what's that book and that movie where they were doing that? Uh uh there's, there's a lot of them. Well Ready Player One. Well Ready Player One. The Matrix. Uh oh. okay. That is a good example if you read the books. The Borg. As far no, Ooh. that's the hive mind. That's different. I guess that that's different. That's true. And they get into that. They get into that in the show. It's like the different, like where we could go. It's like what if, but also, it gets into, uh, like I was saying, it's like we get into a hundred and like five hundred years from now, and we live in a simulation. It's like. We already could be doing that right now. But that's dangerous. Like this, we are. We're on this, Facebook Live. This could be. We're, we are. We are the no, simulation. No, we are the meta. The, no, the reality is the simulation. We could even just be AI NPCs in the simulation. That's that's scary. Like I mean, why is that scary though? Does it matter to us? Free thought is we there. I want to believe that at some point in time, my actions dictate my course in life mm-hmm. to a certain extent but you are ai which means you will have free will so you can still do that in the simulation so why does it matter actually because the the universe is infinite the probability of simulations at that level existing is higher than people like creating a new universe so the in reality the multiverse could really just be 
every time somebody creates a new simulation. Because a so, so the game continues after you die. And you uh, don't no, there's separate there's separate simulations create. I'm telling you, we could do a whole goddamn show on this. And the hive mind was a different thing. They talk about me and Ted have talked about that. As far as uh, or just the nature where it actually really no, like really where occurs. where where does humanity go to where we can cre- we where we can live. Uh, in harmony, the only spot I think we could live in harmony is in a hive mind where we're one mind. Well, yeah, as far as as far as Earthlings go, <laughs> yeah, well, because that's no, the only like, way to get as rid human of, beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the only way to get rid of like racism and classism. But also, I mean? like in that uh, VR, that simulated world, you would have access to um, other people's thoughts, emotions. You would be able to feel that. We would eventually become more empathetic that happens in ready player two which i haven't read it's like eventually they create a technology where you download your mind into the simulation so you're there it's not a vr headset anymore looking in like through the through the uh porthole into the simulate you're there all right well i noticed something that bill had said then when we were talking about this it reminded me of a bruce willis movie because this has been done before it's been written about before but surrogates Mm. And this is what, if you haven't seen it, it's on Amazon Prime. (laughs) But basically, this was what was happening. People weren't living, like they found ways to make avatars that looked like the best version of them. So it was either a prettier version. That's going to be the future. Or or a person, you know what I mean? It was you maybe at your 20s and you're 50 now. So people weren't even going, you you could have sex. It was anatomically correct. It was a robot, but it was a synthetic. But the what to Bill's point if it gets to that point, do you would you be more willing to live that way or to live now? I think it's good as an escape, but I don't know if I I'd want to live okay, that way. And that's a generational thing. I think look at the way your kids are with technology as opposed to like how we are. It's like we we struggle a little bit more. Like I fought off getting on TikTok. Right. You know what I mean? So so, like so, how, so how this is me on TikTok. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Right. Fuck you. Right. Fuck you. Fuck you. Close this. Let's go back to YouTube. Okay. Right. And see that's because that's, that's my the generational gener- thing. And so it's a little easier to integrate every generation. So it's like, do you want a chip in your head right now? No. But there's gonna be be the people that will. And then uh, then generation later, the I'm, people will I be, be a little more to it. I mean, it, depending exactly. on what it did, exactly. If it if it made my and, and there's the, I knew the security of it, which would always be there's iffy. always going to be the risks. And, and then you know, but but I wouldn't want to be the first one to do it. Oh, hell no. I want to be like three or four generations that's in. A, that's my point. You know, it's like it's okay, like you're gonna have that handful. I don't need then, these glasses anymore. I don't need this hearing aid that I'll probably need in a few years. Okay. You know, and all I need is a chip. Sign me up. You can have sex you know? and, and not have to worry about that's getting anybody pregnant. Demolition man. Yeah. It's that's my point. Is like, it's just a handful. And then it grows the next generation. And then as it becomes more mainstream, think about everybody has a phone in their pocket. With the world's knowledge. Yes. And that happened and, and over the course of... the world of disinformation, of, too. That happened over the course of what, like t- 15 years? About. And it's, it's like, exponential in growth. That's, so that's, that's, think, that's what you got to keep in mind, too. So like you, when you were asking, is it's, it would be 
kind of a uh what's the word I'm looking for? Onomatopoeia? Yes. <laughs> Fuck you. No, uh Sheboygan. God damn it, you're fucking me up. Stop. <laughs> I'm done. It, it would be uh Lila wants a beer too. Like at first, for people, yeah, it would be entertainment, but eventually it would integrate and integrate and integrate to the point where you're working in the VR world. You're doing everything there. And we were almost there. Not we're, we're, actually, our, we were almost there when it came to the pandemic. So. Yeah. Just, yeah. It doesn't take long for that kind of change. And like over the course of uh, like 200 years, we. We won't be recognizable. We won't be doing anything the same way. We also won't be alive to know. <laughs> that's the best part. I think that's the best part of like humanity and like mortality. It's going to be so faster than that, though. I think a lot of these changes are going to happen within our lifetime. I mean, is this and the next episode? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we lost Batman. The, I think this is the next episode. We veered away from Batman. We love you, bats. We do. But yeah, we. This is the next episode. Because we, we, we got to go all sci-fi. I'm going to get Ted. And who else? Do you want to be on it? I'm down. Okay. Let's all talk this crazy shit. We, we also got Last I'll Ronin, bring my- too. I think oh, last, yeah. last Ronin. And I'm... I'm So... Do you have the teaser, last issue? I do. I haven't read it yet. So I, I haven't read it yet either, but I have it. But I am going through it and cate- taking notes as far as we the We should all pass it around scenes. like a French whore. Yeah, but we all have copies. So. I don't. I do. So of the last issue, I know I was trying to read it before tonight so I can lend it to you, but I, I, I didn't get to it. Okay. Well, oh, you'll be over tomorrow. We have game. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll air. figure it out. Yeah. Um, where are we at? So we're we're sitting about hour fifteen here. So okay. final. Uh, bat- let's wrap bat- it up with a little, Batman. Wrap it up with a little Batman. That was a sneak peek at one of so, our future episodes so 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 how we wrap it back up so some of the things we're talking about are some of the cool tools that are implemented inside batman he has let's technolo- talk about the utility yeah. belt the the well just the amount of gadgets that he has it I, well, as far as over time over the movies how the technology of today has been integrated into the movies like in the new the batman the the use of the cell phone and how we use it is written into the script. You don't have to explain all that stuff. So it's and, easier and to kind it. of add that and stuff you totally in. totally get it. Or like when they did like the like the sonar thing with um, um, Morgan Freeman. Oh, uh, yeah. And they use the cell phones to kind of detect where he's like, That's this is the last thing I'm ever going to do. That's a good point. They didn't have to overly explain no. that. You're like, oh, that we makes get sense. It. Yeah. We understand how that works. Whereas, like when t- comic books first came out, they had to explain that super or that spider, uh, you know, that what every action mm-hmm. did. Superman yeah. had the ability to jump really tall over buildings. Right. They had to explain it. Now with the technology, it's 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 like oh yeah, it's like, it's like I, the, I, I, that totally can happen. Uh, They're listening to us right now. Right. Facebook like is going to start feeding me Batman and AI <laughs> ads next. So, you know. So you're kind of saying the technology's catching up with the lore. I no, I think they. The Sci-fi authors, period. yeah. Well, just as far as Batman goes, they are, and and the movies, they are experts at integrating what's happening now with the comic book in such a in just a flawless way. And I think it's very elegant, especially looking at the movies and the big name, the the very impactful mm-hmm. movies. They're very smart about adding it, adding that in there. I would agree. I agree. 
You know, that's a good point. Um, now sci-fi definitely leads the imagination, and, that, and, that, and that's not so much for like the '90s Batman stuff. None of that stuff seemed like it was rooted in any kind of reality. But you well, think, but think about how comics have changed. Like we we've talked about how the characters changed since then. You right. know what I mean, like one of the thing one one of the things you were talking about with Riddler was was saying how he wasn't a physical match for Batman, but mm-hmm. there has been a time where he has been able to. His fighting style was different. It was almost like fencing, but he was still able to keep up with Batman in a in a martial arts so he could fighting fend, style. He could fend off Batman. Fact. Which and is say, what and, you needed to believe at that era. Exactly. And the same way with Joker. Like Joker at 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 different times was never a physical match for Batman. Or even go back to OG Batman where he wasn't a ninja and was only a detective. Mm-hmm. You know what? That was believable because you couldn't believe there'd be vigilantes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just how that character evolves over time. You know what's interesting? And it's easy to forget. And, like, what you guys were just saying is, like, we think about these characters as, like, a continuing, like, almost like a person, like a real person. Right. Like, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? But these are different versions of the character. You have exactly. to talk about iterations. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard, like, to separate in your mind. Like, I think it's I easier think the older you are is, when you've seen enough of the changes, and I think that's one of the issues with the they younger start people. To blend though, yeah. Well, for no, I think for well, all right for me because I'm forty. I'll be forty six next month. I have seen four different iterations mm. in my lifetime of Batman. You've seen more than that though. Well, I'm yeah. four the four that I can remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? I remember funny Batman from TV. Mm-hmm. I remember hardcore detective Batman. I remember when he got his back broken, and I remember when they made him into this unstoppable ninja. You know what I mean? I've also seen where the Joker was like old enough to be his father, mm. smart and crazy, couldn't fight a lick, to being overweight, to being smaller, to being able to being just as smart, although crazy, and to be able to fist fight with him. I have seen all these different iterations, and that's why it's a lot easier for me to pick who my favorite Batman was or were, which iteration of the Batman it was, than it is for me to pick which one of my favorite Joker. Because I think the Jokers have been vastly different, so different. over those 10-year yes. time frames. But I think... Multiverse I think- of Joker. I think the Batmans have been different too. They have. Yeah. I think but, they, but I think they start to like like shade into each other as it progresses like further. It's like uh the earlier versions they were very different and then as like from the 90s on it just kind of he gets a little I mean it's harder to pick out the differences. Because if anything Batman is consistent as far as Profits, <laughs> yeah, I would say that I would, yeah, yeah, and th- they know what works for him now, and they don't fuck around. Like he is Batman, he is Batman, he is Batman, and so that's why. So I had a theory that uh, uh, Tinian was writing Batman for the longest time, or uh, recently, mm-hmm. and he got kind of ousted. Um, I think a lot of what he did in uh, something is killing the children was what he would want to do with Batman, but wasn't able to. Hmm. Or Department of Truth. Right. You know, I think a lot of those archetypes he's pulled and said, you know what? And I'm not saying this with any judgment, but he couldn't make Batman gay because Tinian is openly gay. So he couldn't tell his kind of story through that. Right. 
Why would he want to like? Because every every character, there's always a gay character in his book. Because that's what he knows. That's what he is. Okay, so make a gay character. You don't make Batman gay. No, I'm. I'm well, wait I'm, a minute. Hold on. This it's true. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you couldn't make Bruce gay. I, I'm not worried there, about. There him have been be, other. There have been other Batman characters. You know what I'm saying? No, that throws the whole Selena thing out the window, wait, and I ain't no, willing to let that on. go. No, I'm he not. He's smashing stop. Catwoman, and that's it. All right, stop. I'm not saying Bruce. I'm not because <laughs> you understand. Like I'm. Yeah. I, I have been the biggest one that's been so pissed off that they made Iceman gay and that he was in the closet this whole time. Like, Shut that, the fuck up. Really? Yeah, yeah. We've had this conversation before, man. What? <laughs> yeah, it really I pissed me have, off. Maybe not on, on the up. podcast. Right, yeah, maybe we didn't do By it. By the way, camera. I am not homophobic. I don't care no. if you're gay or not. But come on, don't change the characters. That was my thing. Iceman had smashed every single one of the X Men, female X Men, every single one of them. Exactly. And then now they were saying all but that that Rogue. And the, mm, I think he hit that one too. No, he didn't hit that. I think he did actually. That's what Kiss wrote the song "Love Glove." I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo, he got us too, man. I was like, wait a minute, what? You got to put a whole rubber right. suit on. The whole, hey, you the can whole have body a, He's got an ice dick. He can do that. <laughs> but, or, but, but my, or, my, my, or Legion, who made this pseudo reality that bro, they can then go into. He totally does have, he could do it. What the fuck? But my point was, like Did I said, that happen? I don't like them changing the characters. Like, you know me what I'm either, saying? Me either. Like, because there have been gay characters already. You know what I mean? That they were, they made them. They were gay, like Captain don't, Marvel. Yeah, don't go. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Not Captain Marvel. The original. Yeah, the original Captain Marvel. Marvel. Not, not Marvel's Captain Marvel. But uh, Shazam before he was Shazam. Captain Marvel Shazam. Okay. Because I was like, what? You know what I mean? Am I, no. Which one am I thinking of? I'm fucking this up. <laughs> Either way, let's get back to Batman. Who cares about Captain Marvel? I know. Well, there's a few of them. But yeah, like my thing is I would be upset if they made Bruce gay. I wouldn't be mad if that they, would be lame. I wouldn't be mad if they if there was someone else wearing the cowl that you know what I mean. Yeah, what if so Damien was came out? It says I'm Batman, bitch. <laughs> I wouldn't have a problem with that. With Damien, you know what I mean? Because because he because he's young enough now where have they even ever said anything about him liking girls or not? You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. So, like, I'd be fine with that. But don't be, cha- don't, like, my issue is don't change the characters that we already have. That's always been my issue. And what I was, my point with Tinian is I think he wasn't able to tell that depth of story like he wanted to. Not per se that he wanted to change Batman. Um, but yeah, we went way and, off your point. <laughs> no, but you're, it's no, fine. We did. Uh, yeah. But, but I remember when Poison Ivy wasn't openly like that. No, that, you know what I mean? That, like, they made her more bisexual, and it worked for her character, so... It totally does, and it works for Harley Quinn, too. Mm-hmm. And that may, that uh, that show actually isn't too bad. It's pretty funny. Have you seen it? No, it's on uh, HBO it's Max. It's pretty good. And the, the Bane character, they make fun of Tom Hardy's... Like, <laughs> like, he's got that crazy fucking voice. It's pretty great. Uh, one one other Batman thing that I think we ha- we we'd be a little bit remiss if we didn't say, as far as the lore changing, I don't ever remember another comic book character coming from like they made a TV cartoon version and then the cartoon version becoming part of canon like what happened with with uh, uh, harley with, quinn with harley quinn because i remember I, like i said i was already an, an adult and i wasn't I into the animated series and people kept telling me who and i was like harley quinn who the fuck is that 
I, I understand that that it happens quite a bit now. Well, now. But I can't think of another character that that's happened with. Before her. But I can't think of one, period. Yeah. Can you? Oh, what, after her? Yeah. Who? Uh, Black Nick Fury. Uh, well, that's that's a little different. Slightly. Don't you think? Slightly. Because, I mean, there was already a Nick Fury. Yeah, but they made that one canon. True. In in six one six with the yeah. new twenty two wasn't it? No, or well, Ultimates. Yes, yeah, with the Ultimate. It was it was confusing people after the MCU came out that were going back and reading the comics. Yeah, so they had to do that to keep holding people on. Yeah, you brought that up, yeah. uh, and they did a really good job of tying that together. I will loan you Original Sin so you can. I want to, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think. How do we? Let's talk. Uh, how do we wrap this fucker up in a nice, with a bow? No, the nice bow. Um, I don't know, just Batman being the everyman hero. Um, that I think he's an easy, accessible, easily to relate to hero. Which is where we started for you sure. know, and I think that's why. I had to get the original yeah. Batman theme. I'm sorry. No. We're dancing. Batman! Batman! <laughs> I've been waiting for that. Sorry. Get the shark deterrence that's, spray. That's all we need to say. There you go. You know, I mean, just that sound just brings us back to a time of simplicity of youth. With jokers with mustaches. <laughs> cheesy campy you remember that yeah like he refused to shave his mustache yeah, so you they could just, see it through the makeup they would yeah. just paint over it mm -hmm. rest in peace yeah you know Caesar that Romero. was never my like i get that that was a lot of people's introduction to batman that was really big for a lot of people i just never was into that version of batman well, like you're young again. You're younger than us. You yeah, I was. I was too young for that. Before I could even, I could read, but could understand what was going on with the comics, other than just looking at the the pictures and shit. Mm. And because they were a nickel and ten cents when I was a kid, literally. Uh, I had Batman. I had Wonder Woman. I had Incredible Hulk, and I had Christopher Reeve Superman. That's what I grew up on. Those are some of my first memories in of of my life. And Batman would be number one. Really? Out of all those? Out of all of those. So when you rate comic book movies throughout your life, or just like, let's just, yeah, go with movies, live action versions, would you say Batman's at the top then? I would say the Dark Knight trilogy are the best three comic book movies I think that were ever made. It's what? I would say they would. Now, I'm not going to say they got the most emotional response out of me because I can watch Endgame to this day and I will still cry like a fucking baby each time I see it. That's a fucking... Dude, that is a statement coming from you. And and, and That's and, really interesting. I would have never thought you would say that. And it, it, it was, that was one of the hardest things as an Iron Man fan first. Like, I love... Like, I've been a Batman fan longer, but yeah. I gravitated as I got into my teenage years more toward X-Men and Iron Man, but, and shit. but I it the hardest thing because you got to think that the first one, the Dark Knight, what was the first one? The Rises, the one with uh, the Batman uh, Begins. Batman, Batman Begins, Begins was okay, 
and it, it's it's better now. It's a dope movie. Yeah, but Iron Man had come out the week before The Dark Knight came out with Heath Ledger. And when Iron Man came out, I was like, that is the best comic book movie. Are you fucking serious? I remember it like it was yesterday, homie. A week? There was like a week, maybe two weeks in between them. And I remember I saw Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. And I was like, holy shit, this is the best film I have ever seen. And then I went. Great. And then I went and saw fucking The Dark Knight, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" And and also keep in mind, we already knew Heath Ledger was dead, and all of your Cisco and Eberts were running around saying that was his best performance. And I was like, "You guys are just saying that because he's dead." And then I saw it, and I was like, "That was his best performance." Okay, that's the only time that <laughs> DC had a chance against the MCU. I I 100% agree with that. (laughs) Anything after that has not been... That's when they were on an even plane and it was over after. Facts. So Christopher Nolan, DC needs to put you on the payroll permanently because they have not been able to find that level of success. Or just let the MCU team take over DC movies. I bet you before we die, I don't know if we'll be old enough to remember, there is going to be a Marvel DC crossover movie before we die. That's going to be my, I think. Not from Bollywood. I think if I I die before that, I'm going to (laughs) curse everyone on my deathbed if I don't get to see that. If I don't get to see Superman fight the Hulk live action. And then team up afterwards. Fuck yeah. Yeah. We'll see. It. I want to see Batman fight Captain America. I do too, honestly. That honestly, I want to see that more than the Hulk. And I want to see Wolverine fucking throw down with Lobo. I want to see the Flash race Quicksilver. Well, we got to get Quicksilver back to the life in the gonna MCU. Fu- <laughs> well, we got the multiverse, baby. Word. We got the multiverse. It's gonna happen. I hope so, dude. That would be legit. But Bob Kane, man, wherever you are in the multiverse, thank you for giving us Batman. Of course. And, I mean, we didn't cover as much as we would have hoped to. I mean, we, we didn't really cover much of Robin, which is a shame. Um, maybe we'll do another Batman episode here soon. Who knows? With the whole family in the rogues gallery. Yeah, let us know on any of our pages on YouTube, on TikTok, all the good stuff. Um, and of course, visit thecomiczone.com. Uh, and we got links to everything there. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Thanks for coming on again, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. You're always the shit. Um, Bill, I hate your shirt. Yep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's dope. Flowers. Yeah. Roses. <laughs> we are justice. And this has been the Comic Zone. Stay black. <laughs> <laughs>